You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. Each of us is called to share the gospel with our culture, community, and the rest of the world. Find out more about God's commission to us in this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. Two weeks ago, we talked about being connected with God. Basically, He is the source of everything. And uh, last week, we talked about being synchronized or syncing with one another, basically the relationship that we have with uh, our church. And today, we're going to be focusing on this particular word, share. Everybody say share. How many of you are natural sharers of things? Can you please raise your hand? You share your stuff with somebody, you share your toothbrush. No, 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 don't do that, okay? Uh, you share your food with a friend, you share a ride with an office worker. Uh, basically, we're, we're called to share, okay? You know, I, I heard just recently that I think MMDA is planning to do another round of new ad even scheme. And uh, aside from just having one a day that's banned, there's going to be like two days banned in a week, okay? Because of the volume of vehicles that are really coming out in Manila. And so I'm not sure if that's good news. And, and there's another study that they plan to maybe uh, diminish the number of days. So instead of five days work week, there's going to be like four days work week. How many of you would like to have a four-day work week? Pero 16 hours a day. Ang, uh, <laughs> ang hours okay, of work week. But um, I think in the States, what they did was they did some carpooling scheme. Okay? So if you're like, for example, on a, on a freeway, there's a particular lane that's fast going and it's only designed for those with uh, people with, doing carpool. Okay, and so uh, yeah, there are different schemes, and you know, sharing is actually a big word. In fact, if you go to a restaurant and if you order a particular meal, there are different sizes of meals that you go uh, that you take. For uh, you know, if you are health conscious, you are maybe ordering an individual sized meal. Maybe if you go to Fridays or maybe Chili's. Okay, and there's a particular size that says for sharing. Okay, how many of you normally order the for sharing size? But you only eat it by yourself. So, medyo delicado yun, okay? So, uh, of course, I guess we Filipinos, culturally, we are, you know, we have no problems in uh, sharing good news. Now, how many of you like receiving good news? Diba? And if you receive a good news, diba, the tendency is to share that good news. Whether it's a new uh, dish you've found, or maybe a new restaurant you've discovered, or maybe a new movie you've watched. How many of you watched a, a new movie lately? And you've actually told somebody it's a nice movie. Okay, whether it's Man of Steel or maybe World War Z or maybe Four Sisters in a Wedding. And I think that's also true for internet and for things there in the web. But we tend to share the reason why uh, you post some things, whether through Instagram or through Twitter or through Facebook, is you want to what? You want the world to know what's happening in your personal life, right? You want the world to know to know what's happening in your family life. Like, for example, my latest post in, uh, in FB about a couple of days ago was my two girls standing in awe of a giant chocolate chip cookie that my wife baked, which, unfortunately, we did not enjoy in the family because she gave it as a gift. But anyway, so, you know, and my, you know, I don't know if, of course, those two girls can actually just be acting, okay? Kumari lang, <gasps> but, 
you know, just the, the expression of their faces says a lot. So I share that. And so another, maybe some news that you want to share or maybe not share is what happened a couple of days in Fort Bonifacio wherein they gave free tickets for a, a game of LeBron James called, I think, Witness History. It's going to have, how many of you have heard of that? Diba? And uh, how many of you lined up in, in Fort Bonifacio? Uh, you, you can see actually uh, it started with like a few hundreds of people and then it, I think it became a thousand people or, th- or something. And they're giving out two tickets to the game of LeBron James. Now, how many of you know that that is good news? Diba? Good news yun, diba? Free tickets to the MVP of the world champion in NBA. How many of you know that, that is good news, right? But somehow, these people lined up there in Fort Bonifacio, got the tickets, and I heard the other night uh, from the news that some of them are now selling those tickets. They got free tickets, and they're selling the same tickets for as much as 10,000 pesos. That's why, you know, even the organizers felt slighted with, with what happened because, you know, they're giving out these free tickets and yet some people are selling them already and making profit out of it. Now, I don't know if they shared those, that news of getting free tickets because there are some news that maybe you want to keep yourself. But, so, there are some news that were, are meant to be shared and maybe some news that are not meant to be shared. Okay? For example, uh, how many of you are, uh, you know, you have an FB account? Again, I have asked this countess, how many of you have an FB account? Diba? And you have a certain status there in FB, right? For people to see. For example, if you're single, nakalagay dun sa status mo, single. Okay? Now, suddenly, if there's some changes in your status, now from single, nakalagay dun, in our relationship. How many of you single people will share that? Sa wakas, hindi na po single in a relationship na ako. Tapos the next day, nakalagay na ron, complicated. <laughs> so these are some of the things that we share to the world. Okay? In the same way, you know, even our video says, yeah, we do share some stuff. You know, Filipinos are just natural in sharing things. We're natural in sharing news, right? You know, we being chismoso and chismosa, di ba? Parang naturally, the culture would dictate na parang it's so easy. If you want the word to spread, just tell them, don't tell anyone. Atin-atin lang to. I mean, guaranteed. Okay, guaranteed yon. Kakalat yon. If you shared your secret to a friend, don't tell anyone. Atin lang to. Confident kita. Guess what? Next day, it's out there. In the open. We're very good with that. Okay? But how about the gospel? Diba? I mean, have we used our gift of sharing things and stuff with regards to the good news of Jesus Christ? We're going to be reading from the book of Luke chapter 15. And I'd like you to open your Bibles. If you do have a Bible, okay, do open it to Luke chapter 15. Or maybe you don't have a physical paperback Bible, but you do have an iPad, an iPhone, a Nokia, whatever, okay? Just go and turn there, and I want you to stand up right now. We're going to be reading from this particular scripture and text. Okay, Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. Okay, Luke 15, this is a story uh, when Jesus was spending time with some tax collectors. Verse 1, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners 
were all gathering around to hear Jesus. By this time, you know, Jesus has become popular and he's attracted not just the uh, regular folks, whether the, you know, those who are elite in society, but he's attracted even those who are supposedly not welcome to the temple. Verse 2, But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. And what? Goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says and shares, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for sharing with us the good news that Jesus Christ came. Thank you, Lord God, for this salvation that we have. I pray, that, Lord, that you would help us uh, as your disciples, Lord God, to uh, have a heart to obey your word. When you, when you called uh, even the early disciples to come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I thank you, Lord God, that as disciples that you will make us fruitful and give us the confidence, the boldness, Lord God, through the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to share our faith and our testimony to others. We ask, Lord God, that you would bless our time today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. You may all be seated. Alright, so this particular parable, uh, Jesus basically used this parable to highlight the heart of God towards the lost. And if, you, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Luke chapter 15, basically this did not end there. It's a combination of three parables. When, uh, they were talk- when Jesus was talking about, uh, you know, when, when he gathered and was talking to the Pharisees, and you know, there's uh, some sinners and tax collectors he's having uh, dinner with, he basically shared not just one parable about the lost sheep, but three parables. Okay? The second parable being the lost coin. I mean, if you're familiar with that parable, there's a widow that has 10 uh, copper coins or 10 silver coins, lost one coin, did everything she can to find that lost coin in the house. And when she found it, she actually told uh, her friends and she rejoiced by found, finding one. Okay? And the last one being the lost son or what is popularly known as the prodigal son. Okay? Now, two out of three of the parables basically got lost either accidentally or without their volition. But the third one, the parable of the lost son, basically got the lost son, the prodigal son, got lost out of his own will. He was the one who decided. He was the one who went to the father and asked for his inheritance. Okay? Early inheritance, sabi niya ganun, Tatay, pwede ba makuha ni mana ko? I want to go to Resorts World. Okay? And I basically want to splurge. So, he went there did everything that a you know somebody would do in the, in the lottery in the casino and then finished squandered his wealth until he came to the point that he lost everything and he went as bad as feeding pigs because he's got no job and he was tempted to eat even the food for the pigs now the bible says when he came to his senses he remembered 
you know, even my father's hired men or servants are better than this. I'd rather go back to my father. And so the three parables basically are talking about uh, the heart of God in reaching out for the lost. Now let me ask you this. How many of you have lost something uh, before? Please raise your hand. Maybe it's a key, a coin. Maybe you lost your refrigerator. Uh, you lost, uh, maybe you lost your car. You just forgot where you parked it. How many of you lost a car, actually? Because you forgot where you parked it, okay? Especially if you parked in Makati, you went to Greenbelt 5, you parked in Greenbelt 3, but you were looking for it in Greenbelt 4, okay? And so, you know, we get, we lost, we lose things, right? We lose, sometimes we lose our memory, okay? If you're uh, of age. Now, how many of you have actually lost a child in the mall? Anybody here? Okay, okay. You know, when, when Bea and uh, Jerome were still young kids, we brought them to Enchanted Kingdom one time, being a big theme park. Uh, you know, Jerome. Okay? That was my that's my son. For those of you who don't know, I, I yeah, used to have a son. He passed away ten years ago. But when they were younger, uh Jerome. Okay, so very adventurous. Yan, okay, and so he went out without telling us. And so we looked for him for a few minutes. It was the worst few minutes of my life. You know, can you imagine what if somebody tells me, okay lang yun bro, kasi may isa ka pa naman titira eh. <laughs> I mean, how many of you will accept that answer? Diba? Can you imagine, even if you have 10 kids, and if you lose one, guess what? It doesn't matter if that one kid is the most expensive one. That ang lakas humingi sa'yo ng load, ang lakas humingi ang gastos na bata, di ba? Ang baba naman ng grade sa skwela, di ba? So how you wish sana nakunin na lang si Lord? Hindi, hahanapin mo pa rin yun. You're gonna look for that one, right? You're gonna search for that lost child. And that is the heart of God for each and every one of us. How many of you were once lost, but now you're found? Yan! Sabi mo sa katabi mo, ikaw ha? Hanggang ngayon, naliligaw ka pa rin. <laughs> but, and, you know, it's interesting that Jesus actually used the parable of the lost sheep because that's the very heart of God. Diba? In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what? What was lost. Diba? He came to seek and to save what was lost. Jesus values lost people. Basically, you know, even during the early time of this church, we are always talking about reaching out to the lost people. You know, preaching the gospel to those who are who don't know Jesus yet. You know, we, we preach the gospel to the lost, and uh, we, we reach out to the lost and not the found. Okay, sinasabi namin yun, even at the, you know, when we were like young Christians, I always remember, you know, the pastor always telling us, okay, uh, or the church, you know, if you are attending this church and you are a Bible-believing member of another church, we encourage you to go back to your church uh, because that particular seat is for the law. Something like that, okay? Just so that it will be clear that we're not here to proselyte or to get members from other churches. Hello? That's not the heart of victory. The heart of victory is not to look at other churches and recruit. Oh, dito ka na sa Victory Church? Mas maganda worship dito. Mas maganda kids church. Mas maganda facility. Nasa mall, one-stop shop. Parada ka minsan. Ando ka na lahat. Church, mall, movies, meals. Do everything. Once a week ka na, tulog ka na. Okay? And we're, that's not our heart. 
Our heart has always been for the lost. I would always say, as long as there's a, a lost person out there in Alabang or in Muntinlupa, then our church is not big enough. We're not here to enlarge this church. It's just a byproduct of the motivation for us seeking the lost. Amen. And as long as there's somebody there who does not know about Jesus, then our job is not yet done. Amen. And, you know, I've, and I've heard people saying that, but ganun yung church nyo, parang ang worldly people. Sabihin sa kanya, oh, thank you. You know why? Because if our church is just all about being Christians, guess what? Then that means that we're not doing our job in discipling other people. And it's normal for people to come who are from the world and who are new, who are maybe who just stumbled here and don't know what to do. And for the first time, they're seeing people closing their eyes, clapping their hands, and raising up their hands. How many of you felt a little bit awkward? Remember that first time that you attended the church? Diba? Parang, ano kaya? Parang paklap-klap ka ng kamay, diba? Parang, pagganong-ganong pa. Parang, you know. And truth be told, I, I felt the same way. When I, I first attended the church, I said, what's this? Why are they doing this? Why are they clapping? And sabi ko, ayoko nga, nakakonscious. Guess what? Nobody's looking at you. They're looking to God. Just go raise your hand. Just go and pour out your heart to the Lord. Anyway, nobody's minding you. They're actually minding the Lord. And that's really the heart. Now, if you're here today, and if you came from another church, we also believe that Jesus is the one who places the members in the body. And so if you feel and if you know that Jesus has placed you in this church, then you're welcome to stay here. But, Kung ikaw, eh, wala lang, trip lang. Parang gusto mo lang makichismis. Ano ka nangyari sa si Victory? Parang gano'n or something. Then maybe you have to go back and support your pastor because God has called you to that church. Are we getting it? Okay? I mean, we love everyone here. Okay? Look at the person beside you and tell that person, mahal ka ni Pastor A. Okay? We're not driving you away. In fact, one of the biggest membership drives that we've ever had was to drive people away. But anyway, uh, to basically... Uh, evangelize and engage lost people. Jesus basically values the lost. Can we read this statement? One, two, three. Jesus values lost people. I mean, He loves the lost. He's not intimidated with sinners. He's not intimidated with people that are drunkards or, you know, anyway, we're going to be talking about that in a while. It's interesting to note that the parable is all about sheep. He talked about this one lost sheep that got out of the herd, one sheep and 99, they were there intact, and yet the shepherd went outside to look for the lost sheep. Do you know that we are likened to be sheep? Right? Because we are, we're sheep and we have a good shepherd, right? Remember some 23? The Lord is my shepherd, you were a sheep, right? But if you study closely, about the animal kingdom. The sheep is actually one of the dumbest animal in the animal kingdom. It's a dumb animal. Look at the person beside you. I'm not talking about that person, okay? Being dumb. But we're likened to be sheep. Because a sheep actually, all it does is to eat grass and say, bah! 
Eat grass? Bah. Eat grass? Bah. I mean, how dumb can that be? And, you know, maybe a lost sheep, actually a sheep can get lost by being distracted. You know, you know sheep is the total opposite of the dog. How many of you have, have dogs? How many of you love dogs? You know, dogs are intel- wise and intelligent. Man's best friend. They use even dogs to keep the herd in. Okay, they're called, they're called sheep dogs. Okay, and so but a sheep, once it's distracted, you know, for example, if it sees a butterfly, it will follow that butterfly, until it gets lost. And once the shepherd has finally found the sheep, you know what the shepherd would do? He will not tell that sheep, follow me. Okay? Because that sheep will just look at the shepherd and say, bah. and then mind his own business. He doesn't even know he's lost. That's the, how dumb a sheep can be. How many of you can relate with that? I mean, sometimes you're already lost. You're doing dumb things already and you don't even know it. And what do you say to the Lord? Bah. That's why a picture of a shepherd, a good shepherd, would not just tell the sheep, come follow me. But he will actually take that sheep, put that sheep around his neck, until he puts that same sheep with the other sheep. And it's interesting that, you know, God deliberately chose the analogy, the parable, the picture of sheep with us. Because many times, we are as stubborn as a lost sheep. And yet, God's heart has always been out there to search, to seek, and to save that which was lost. And how did Jesus share Basically, the gospel. And how did Jesus share his life to lost people? Okay, so we want to focus on three things. Number one is the attitude. Okay, everybody say attitude. Okay, the attitude of Christ is compassion, not criticism. Basically, in the parable or in the story, you see two major characters. So you see uh, basically three. Okay, Jesus on the one hand. Okay, you see the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And you see the sinners and the tax collectors. Okay? Now, in verse 1 of uh, chapter 15, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. You know, look at the people that's attracted to the kingdom. These are sinners. Uh, sinners. And it's, you know, somehow tax collectors have been lumped together with sinners and prostitutes. Okay? Uh, para yung mga taga-BI are daw, ganon, okay, sinners daw. Now, if you're working in BI, I'm not generalizing that you are a bad person, okay? But somehow, you know, uh, according to their belief, okay, especially the Pharisees would say that the tax collectors are actually disloyal to God because they are more loyal to the Roman government in collecting money and remitting the same to uh, Caesar and maybe collecting some more and keeping that money for themselves, I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. Because tax collectors are the same yesterday, today, eh, no, no, no. Okay? No, okay? 
Neither are you from here, from here. Sorry, sorry. I repent, Lord. Anyway, erase this from the podcast. And yet, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered. You know what mutter means? What's mutter? This is what you put on bread. Okay? Put mutter on bread. In the morning. Okay, anyway, no. Muttered means to complain. To mutter, to say something against, or to criticize. Ito talagang si Lord. Ay, si Lord, hindi pala nila Lord yun, okay? Ito talagang si Jesus. He always eats with sinners. And, you know, these this bad guys. Okay? In, uh, in verse 12, on hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the what? But the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but what? Sinners, how many of you are have been sinners? Okay? Or you used to be sinners? But now you're a saint. How many of you are... Ayaw magtas ng kamay. Ayaw nyo maging saint? Hindi mo kailangan mo na mamatay ba ako maging santo, okay? You know, the Apostle Paul addressed basically his epistles or his letters to the saints of the particular churches. Okay, so we're no longer sinners. But yet God, Jesus, searched for us. He came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Okay, he desired mercy more than sacrifice. There's even another story uh, in, in the book of John wherein an adulterous woman was brought to Jesus. How many of you remember that? Diba? They caught this adulterous woman having an affair and they wanted to stone this adulterous woman. How many of you are familiar with that story? So this men in the city brought them out, uh, brought her out, and they brought her to Jesus. Okay? So they were testing Jesus and they were asking, so what do we do with this? Okay, the Bible, you know, not the Bible, uh, Moses' law says that anyone who commits adultery should be stoned to death. Okay? Hindi yung stone addict, okay? Baka stone na binato, okay? And so, uh, what Jesus did was, instead of answering straight the men who brought this woman, basically he he kneeled down and actually wrote something on the ground. Have you ever wondered what Jesus wrote on the ground? Mga mambobosok ayok, ay talaga. They were saying that probably He wrote the Ten Commandments. When He was writing the Ten Commandments, after writing the Tenth Commandment, He went to them, He who is without sin cast the first stone. When they saw what was written on the ground, I do not lie. I just lie this morning. Hindi ako qualified. Ay, nakalagay dyan, do not covet your neighbor's wife. Ay, nag-covet ako, pero hindi pa naman ako nag-adultery, pero hindi na ako qualified dyan. So, one by one, they probably, of course, this is extra scriptura, okay? This is not exactly written, but somehow the scholars are saying that he probably wrote the law. And when the people saw them one by one, they probably said, They've broken the law at one point in their life. He who is without sin cast the first stone. And guess what? Everybody sinned before God at one point in their life. And only Jesus and that adulterous woman was left. were left. Okay? In uh, verse 10, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? And the woman said, Ah, sorry. Has no one condemned you? And the woman said, No one, sir. He said, Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life 
of sin. He didn't say, go now and continue. Carry on. Okay? He gave an instruction. Yes, I've forgiven you, but yet, you do this. Leave your life of sin. That's how powerful Jesus was. He was so full of compassion to the lost. Full of compassion to sinners. Full of compassion to the people who broke the heart of God. And how many of you have done something that broke God's heart? Can you please raise your hand? I'm raising all my hands, including my two feet. We broke the heart of God. And yet God's compassion fills His heart towards us. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says, When He saw the crowd, He had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless like what? Sheep. Bah! Without a shepherd. They were like sheep. They were harassed, helpless like what? Sheep without a shepherd. Another picture again of us disobeying God, doing our own thing, not seeking Him, not minding Him, and yet He's always after us. Second thing about how Jesus shared was the approach. The approach of the Lord was not about conflict. And how many of you have had people, you know, when they wanted to share the gospel, people, you will go to hell if you do not repent. It's more about Him communing with them and not being in conflict with them. Hello? You know, can you imagine this? Even if you're offering the most delicious chocolate cake to somebody, but if you offered it this way, gusto mong cake? Ito sa'yo, How many of you know that that chocolate cake is not nice anymore? It may be the best, but the way you did it was totally bad. And similarly, the tax collectors, the, the Pharisees actually were so criticizing, they muttered and they actually talked uh, ill about, about Jesus. Okay, the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, when you talk about the word welcome, it comes from the Greek word that means to receive as a friend. Basically, the strategy of the Lord is to relate with them, to dine with them. To spend time with them. Now, how many of you have friends that are not yet Christians? Can you please raise your hand? Okay? Alright. That's many of us, if not all of us, right? How many of you have family members who do not know the Lord yet personally? So, the best way to approach them and to share your faith is not to call the pastors. Because many times, this is what happens in the office. Pastor Sani, Pastor Jonathan, punta ka dito sa hospital. Saan ka? Nasa Kabuya or nasa Batangas or whatever, okay? Or nasa Tagaytay, whatever, okay? And so, mag-pray mo yung lolo ko, malapit na. Malapit ng alin? Malapit na siya, kunin ni Lord, hindi pa siya born again. Something like that, okay? But yet, what we say is, yeah, we want to go and minister, but guess what? Bakit hindi umabot? But guess what? Who is there beside the lolo? Siya, siyempre. Siya di ba? But anyway, so, yeah, he's the one who called and he's a Christian. Guess what? If you're a believer, you have the same anointing as the pastors. Right? You've got to believe that. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead that resides in us is residing in you. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, ano dyan yan? Hanapin mo lang. Sabi mo sa kanya, hanapin mo. And then, the same anointing, the same power, okay, the same 
ability to heal is with us. The ability to share the gospel is with Guess what? Even if we go there and your Lolo sees us, he might wonder, Sino ka? And he might not listen to us. But you've been there. They see your life. You've prayed for them. You've dined with them. You ate with them. You spent time with them. Guess what? Chances are, because they know you and, and you know them, they would rather listen to you than listen to a total stranger. Right? And that's how Jesus went out to relate with people, to, to basically, He welcomed them. He spent time with them. It's so easy to invite people, especially if the lunch is free. How many of you have tried inviting people? Oh, uh, the lunch is on me. Completo yan. Right? Diba? Uy, punta ka naman sa bahay, mama. Ay, traffic, grabe. Libre, okay. Yeah. It's just so easy to invite if they know that the food is for free. And that's a strategy that we can actually have. Okay? All we have to do is to be available. Uh, even if the Apostle Paul, for example, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew. To what? To win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as what? To win those under the law. Basically, si Paul may strategy siya. The reason why he became all things to all men is not so that he can just have fellowship with them. It's so that he may win some of them. Verse 21, To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. Verse 22, To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may what? Share. Ever say share. Share in its blessing. Now, I believe that all of us, as I have actually asked earlier, you have friends that you know don't know Jesus yet. And you are, I believe you are in the most strategic position there where you are, whether in the campus, in the office, in your homes, to share the gospel to them. How many of you have high school buddies that are not yet Christians? Diba? So you want, you want to reach out to them, so you pray for them. Right now, iba naman to, diba? To the drunkard, I became a drunkard. So that I can win them. Diba? I mean, don't be like them. Don't, don't do what they're doing because you just lost your testimony. Right? I mean, the Apostle Paul is saying that you have to be relatable without doing what they're doing. You know, maybe some of you heard of the story of Senator Hanasa when I first met him. Uh, I basically officiated the wedding of Martin and Barbie many years ago because they're members of the church. And so they invited me to officiate the wedding. And that was the time when... Uh, Senator Honasan was hiding from the government basically because of another uh, coup that he organized, apparently. Okay? So he'd tell me, you know, that's my pastime. Okay? I'm a coup plotter. I overthrow governments. But anyway, so, uh, so, but when he called 
basically, he appeared in the wedding of uh, Martin and Barbie uh, 10 minutes before the start. And so, for the first time I saw him, I said, wow, so you're right. So he, we, we chatted for a while. I did the wedding, stayed there until the reception, and then I went, and then he left also. Okay? And then the news a few weeks after says that he was apprehended and he was incarcerated in a prison in Santa Rosa, Laguna. And so when he was there, I received a call from Martin and he asked basically, Pastor A, my dad is requesting if you can come and visit him in the prison cell. And so, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know the story of Santa Rosa, he actually escaped several times uh, from prison, you know, uh, from different, anyway, from different presidents, okay? And so uh, he put me in the short list of people who can visit him. And so I visited him. And when I was actually entering the gate of that particular prison, I talked to one of the guards. And the guard said, Gusto nga namin tulungan si Senator na tumakas eh. Sabi ko, ito na naman siya. <laughs> Sabi ko, easy lang kayo, mga kapatid. Tahan-tahan <laughs> And so, anyway, I was ushered into his room. He was so glad to see me. I'm not sure if he was glad to see me because of my Bible or the Krispy Kreme. But anyway, uh, so I, I shared the gospel, gave his heart to the Lord. That was the time during the election in 2007. They were all campaigning, the senators out there, but he was there in the, the prison. And finally, he was released. He gave his heart to the Lord. We did one-to-one. He finished the one-to-one uh, booklet. And uh, you were talking about life in general. He gave his heart. He was repentant. And then three weeks before the election, he was released. And eventually, he won that year. Okay? Same election. Okay? So he won as an independent senator. And I was wondering, is this guy's faith for real? Now that he's out, now that the prayers have been answered, and guess what? After seven years, we are still meeting every week. Okay? And so uh, it's a continuous time of discipleship. And I believe that we need more people like Senator Honasan. In the, in, the, in the Senate, we need more Christians. In the Congress, we need more Christians. In the halls of Malacanang, we need more Christians in our, in our city government to change the, the, the landscape of our land. Amen. Now, now, I'm not really sure about this new story that came out. I haven't talked to him, but what I'm, what I'm sure is this, that from the time he gave his heart to the Lord, he was a sincere and genuinely repentant Christian man. Okay? Don't know what he did in the past. But somehow, we need to pray for him because he is a brother in the Lord as well. Amen. And he's growing in his faith with God. Relatability. Okay? We need to be able to relate to other people in their walk with the Lord. My last point is this. The aim. Everybody say the aim. Or the goal or the objective. What is the goal of you trying to befriend sinners? What is the goal of you trying to uh, hang out with people uh, in your neighborhood or maybe in your office or maybe with your family? Is it just so that you can eat together and grow big? No. It's for a purpose. It's conversion and not condemnation. Jesus had a heart to save the lost. It's not about them converting into another church. Okay? Let me just read this first. Okay? When he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. How many of you are born again? Can you please raise your hand? 
Guess what? Nagpa-party si Lord tayo na naborn again kayo. There was a party in heaven. Do you believe that? There was more rejoicing in heaven when you actually turn away from sin and turn back to God. Now, when you talk about conversion, conversion is not about a change of religion or a change of church. It's about a change of heart. Amen. And guess what? You can never change the heart of a man. Only Jesus, only God can change the heart of a man. Amen. Our responsibility is merely to share. Everybody say share. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, kaya mo yan. Okay? We can do it. God has called us to share. How many of you have a story in your life? We all have stories. We have stories of salvation. We have stories of provision. We have stories of the faithfulness of God in our life. If we share this, guess what? That is your unique contribution to the gospel. No one can counter you on that because that is your personal experience with the Lord. And that is more powerful than you bring them to church and meeting with a pastor whom they haven't met. Because these guys know you. These guys ate with you. These guys hang out with you. And these guys probably saw the change in your life. And they're probably wondering, what happened to you? Hopefully it's good. And if it's good, just like the prodigal son, when they have a problem... And when they came to their senses, when they come to their senses, guess who they will contact first? They will remember you. And all you have to do is be available and share your story and let God do the rest. Jesus is the one who changes the heart, not us. Amen? Don't have the burden to convert another person. Okay? You know, that's not your load. That's the load of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 5, verse 39, verse 40 says, and he was talking about, Jesus talking about the Pharisees. He, he said to them, you diligently study the Scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. And sometimes we may miss out on things. The, the Pharisees knew their Bibles. They knew the Pentateuch. They memorized the first five books. How many of you know the Pentateuch? How many of you know the first five books? Not memorize every one of them, okay? What are the first five books? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Revelation. No, no. Deuteronomy, right? The Pharisees, they knew this. They knew the law of Moses. They knew the Pentateuch, and yet they have no eternal life. Because it's not about external things. And Jesus emphasized these scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Ultimately, you don't go to the Scriptures to have life. You go to Jesus Himself to have life. Verse 24 says, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes them, uh, he who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Basically, that's the heart of the Lord. God wants to use us to share what we have. And this is my main point as I come to a close. We can share because He first shared. Now, you cannot give what you don't have. You can only give something that was given to you. Freely you receive, and you can freely give. Amen. And we've memorized this next verse, John 3.16. For God so loved the world, 
that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but what? Have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. That's the heart of God, to save the world, not to bring people to hell, not to punish people. His heart is to be patient with us, not wanting men to be perished in the eternal fires of hell, but for each and every one of us to come into repentance. You know, this particular story of this young man uh, in Mindanao, and I'm going to end with this. I want to call the music team to join me here on stage. This guy named uh, Louis V. Linog. Don't, don't tweet this. Don't take his picture. He was actually born a Muslim. He grew up as a Muslim. And he was raised in General uh, Santos. And for the first time, you know, in his life, he heard the gospel preached from a young scholar from real life. And this young girl just basically shared the gospel to him and he accepted the Lord Jesus and thing, things turned around from him. He, 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 for him, he became a Christian, gave his heart to the Lord. Of course, he received persecution because being a Muslim in that uh, part of the Philippines, how many of you know that you know, that can be dangerous? That's why I don't tweet this. And uh, he gave his heart to the Lord. He was accepted to be one of our real-life scholars eventually. And he said, his testimony says that now I am more passionate for the Lord. And I want to use my platform. He used to have uh, graves that are part of the grave, okay? And when he became a Christian, he said that now I am on the top of my class. And I can actually honestly say that it was the Lord Jesus who actually gave me the, the anointing and the grace to be able to be a testimony and a witness to the people around me, okay? This is John, just one uh, simple story of a Muslim who knew about the Lord. Because one girl was just faithful enough to share her testimony and the gospel to him. And guess what? Now, his heart is also to share to his families, his friends, and other people who are Muslims. How many of you that God can use anyone for his kingdom? Amen. Can we just give the Lord a hand for that? We hope you were inspired by that message. Connect is an important word in victory. Because in all things, we must connect with God through Jesus Christ. We also encourage everyone to be connected to one another via a victory group. To join one, simply inquire at the concierge through our website at www.victoryalabang.org or even through our Facebook page at facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you and stay connected.